very welcome to the 28th episode of the second season of LOI Weekly as we close in on the last 16 in the FAI Cup and it's a special episode looking ahead to the Cup uh, with myself, Johnny Ward and Daniel MacDonald. How are you getting on, Dan? Oh, I'm good, Johnny. How are you? Can you explain our guest situation? It's a little bit... You can explain it to me because we... We're in air and it's a little bit up we, in the air. We've left you on... You're, you were on booking this week. I mean... So, some of us. Yeah. yeah, so the boy Owen got in, Dara Markey, the Pats uh, starlet. Who, uh, who's, oh, here? who's here? Who is here? How are you getting on, Dara? I'm good, yeah. Thanks yeah. for having me. What a barnet, by the way. Dan, we were just saying it beforehand. <laughs> you, said, you said it was the best of the season. Yeah, best barnet oh, we've uh, had. That's probably insulting a few other people that were here before. Like who? I'm trying to think. Well, Johnny Mack. Well, actually, I'm just taking anybody of Dara here. Did we not have Jared Bryan in here one week? He yeah, was going off maybe to he's get, modeling He was off to get the barnet done because he was doing a TV interview afterwards. And I was thinking, why didn't he get it done before he came in here to see us? And we we, we so you just turn up here in any old state to see us and then you go off and get it done for TV afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> Have a word to him about that, Darren. Oh, well, um, yeah. Do you know where the slang comes from? What slang? Barnet. No. Barnet Fair. Your hair. Oh, is yeah, that it? There you are, yeah. yeah. Jeez, that's, that's good. You're just your mind of wow. relatively useful information. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Paddy Cavan is supposed to come in... Um, but a bit befitting the pose of his name, he's been become very unreliable in terms of actually turning up for designated. Uh, so we're so you, waiting you, on Paddy Cavanaugh. You had Paddy Cavanaugh set up to come here. Yeah. So you could be on a job, you see. He said he said that'll suit me on my lunch break. I don't actually know what he does. Do you know what he does? <laughs> no. Dara doesn't know either. Who knows, actually? Yeah. Hopefully we'll find out. Um, but we have Ollie Horgan on the phone as well. Oh, hopefully. Yeah, well, Ollie's. We can always rely on Ollie to talk things down and uh, to... Um, They're playing to dock away at the weekend, so he'll be in positive form. <laughs> <laughs> but the other big game of the round, like, or certainly the big game of the round, is, is Derry against St. Patrick's Athletic. How is that going to go, Dara? It's going to be a tough one, yeah. Um, I think we're due a bit of luck away to Derry, to be honest, because... Uh, First game we, of the season, played them off oh, the park. Played, and then yeah. only a few weeks ago as well... Uh, Killian missed the pen on the last few minutes and they went up pitch and scored. So I think we're due a bit of luck this time around, hopefully, and uh, we can get through. Did Killian do the, the dink that time uh, or was it just no, saved? I can't no, remember. No, it was actually. just saved. Hit yeah. to the side and uh, it's a good save for the keeper. Do you like that surface up there, actually? Yeah, I love it. Yeah. Do you? Yeah, because the ball doesn't bobble at all. Like, so uh, you, just, you don't have to concentrate on, on the bobble, just uh, move smoothly, you know. Where do you stand actually on 4G pitches? Well, that's probably the only one I've played on, to be honest. So um, I think that's great. Yeah, so I'm all for it. Yeah. Um, Dan, that is that is the tie around, as you mentioned beforehand. It's going to that be. That is the tie around, yeah. I mean, it's the only all Premier Division tie, I think, as far as I know. Mm. No, it is definitely. So. Uh, Galway United against Bowes. Galway Bowes, yeah. We've got to see. We're going to go through the games later, obviously, for the preview. I mean, in terms of games that stand out, probably draw to Waterford. Uh, you know, draw to trying to do their cup shock thing again. And I suppose, you know, we talked about it a bit, I think, last week with Cork and Dundalk, with home games that they'd fancy themselves to win. Of course, Cork are at home to Minute, and Dara is obviously not just a Pats player, but like Minute expert, Minute student. And you're waiting for, you're waiting for results at the moment yeah. to, to get out of there, basically. Yeah. And you didn't yeah. go for the priest, so it was something a bit different. <laughs> it's, like, it's like we got a new guest in the pod. It's almost like, Dara, tell us all about yeah. yourself. Yeah. Well, go what's on, your name? Where on, are you from? Go on, go on. <laughs> <laughs> but you're but you're finishing up in minute at the moment. Just yeah. to explain. Well, to hopefully, yeah. Um, I've just done my repeats now for my final year, so. Uh, you admitted wait. that very honestly as well. You weren't ashamed, like say I'm doing. <laughs> There's repeats, no, no shame. No shame. <laughs> you're very uh, busy playing four games a exactly, week around yeah, the time of the exams. That's were. why it was so hard well, for me this Pat's year. Good point. Good yeah, point. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and uh, so yeah, I've re- I've just done my repeats, so praying now that I've passed, so I can. You know, get out and concentrate a bit more on my football. For so you were doing finance, you were telling us. Yeah, doing finance. Yeah, very boring. Yeah, you're not, even sure why, you're not even sure why you did finance. <laughs> I don't finance because my sister had a had a degree in that, so I got a bit of help off her. But still, though, I still struggled. Like I'm not gonna lie, it, was, it wasn't interesting or anything like that. But how many years? Uh, three years. Well, you got through it. To be got fair. through it. Yeah. So just want to get the degree now, hopefully, and uh, read the awards. How feasible is it for you to become like? Um, a full-time footballer for the next 10 years or so. That'd be great, yeah. Yeah. That's the plan anyways. And uh, hopefully afterwards then, I, if I need the degree, um, I'll use it then. How much do you find your handicap by your rather modest size like? And I, I mean that in the nice possible way. How hard is it in the League of Ireland? 
Uh, what are you five? That was, great, that, was seven? Great, that was a great change of subject from finance. <laughs> yeah, well, it's not going to handicap in a bank. Like, <laughs> Speaking of being economical, what about you? Know, oh, I like that. <laughs> sound, hey, see what you're hey. saying. Uh, what are you five seven? Maybe. Maybe I don't no. even know. To be honest, yes. you don't know what height you are. No, it's a nice way of looking at it. Yeah. So, like, we'll say, do you find it? It, 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 do you find it holds you back in the sense of managers might look at you and say he's not big enough? Uh, maybe, yeah, but that's probably the main reason I chose Pats at first with the 19s. Uh, they played the most. And you're there the five years, you were saying? Yeah, nearly, yeah. I think nearly five years now. And you yeah. came from where? Came from where? where were uh, you? From? Cherry Orchard. Okay. Yeah, done, played six years at Cherry Orchard as well and then finished off with the Milk Cup up there. Then went straight to past nineteens. What was the, what was the like? What sort of without maybe naming clubs? What was your options? What were you thinking? Were you like, I want to stay in Dublin? Uh, you know, you, was the minute thing a factor, or was that not on the agenda yeah. at that stage? Minute was a factor, yeah. And uh, I think there was another club as well that offered a scholarship as well. And um, to be honest, I just chose Pats because at the time they were probably the best footballing team in the country, you know, and. Uh, they were very eager to get me to sign, so um, yeah, definitely just chose them for that reason. Yeah. Where Where did you play actually when you were at Cherry Orchard? What position? Same position, kind of centre mid, attacking midfielder. Mm. Yeah. Cherry Orchard were great as well. Played great football, like so that suited me as well. I've been lucky to be honest. Yeah. How have you found your five years of Pats then? Yeah, it's been great. Um, Especially, I couldn't have got off to a better start, really, with the 19s. We won the, the whole thing. Uh, that was a great team. Jay McGrath, Jack Bailey, Paul Rooney, Ford Sewell. Um, so, yeah, we won that. And then I got the best player in the whole league were in 19s as well. So. Just had to throw it in there. <laughs> <laughs> that was, it was a perfect first start, you know. So That was uh, your first 19 season. Yeah, yeah, and then I got into the first team when I was 17 as well, so... Couldn't have asked for anything better. What really. was that like, actually, then? Because the physicality of that. Yeah, I was only. I'm still skinny now, but I was even worse back then, 17, mm. you know. And I, was, I think it was a derby game against the Rovers, was my debut, and it was on telly and all. And I was. I was, I was a bit out of place, to be honest, but um, I was just delighted to be, you know, thrown in and get given a chance by Liam, you know. You well, what does Liam say to you before that? Like, do you, do you, do you get sort of a. An injection of confidence from being given the uh, chance. Ah, uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, I think I was tr- I was in and out of school and training with the first team, so um, I was kind of used to like training anyways with the lads, and uh, they welcomed me in very well. So um, Liam would just obviously say, uh, "You know, you're good enough." So just go and do your best, really. What's he like to manager? Because I, I think there's been a groundswell of opinion over the last few years that maybe some people would say his time is up, and some people would say that he, he didn't he's he's too nice as a manager. But obviously, you would have a good impression of him, um, and also what he's done for Pats. In fairness, in the years he's been there, yeah, he's done great for Pats. He's won lots of tr- I think he's won everything for yeah. Pats. You know, mm. um, personally for me, it's the style of play that suits me the most with him because um, you know it's probably. Us and Dundalk and probably Derry as well, who tried to play out from the back the most, and uh, yeah, that definitely helps me. That definitely helps me settle in. I guess we can go through the results, Sam, from last game because uh, he spoke of um, the three teams that you know maybe play out from the back. Uh, Derry, one of those were beaten. Um, Waterford, yeah. But let's let's talk. We'll talk about Derry's game first, maybe. I know we're not. We're going yeah. to slight reverse, but because. Just looking at the highlights, it looked like they could reasonably have won the game. Well, since well, since well, since we've since our last episode, uh, you know, Cork were knocked out completely of Europe, of course, which was the Thursday against Rosenberg, um, and and that was obviously a disappointment. What did you make um, of that? Yeah, it was. It you was, were at the game, weren't you? No, I wasn't. Sorry, no, that was the, that was the away game. Sorry, the yeah. away game was last week, so I wasn't over there. Um, I was then in Cork, but I wasn't. I wasn't uh, Cork were in Norway, so um, yeah, it was. I like they. <laughs> You know, they they they'd lost the game in the first leg, really, as much yeah. as you were hoping that they they would have needed to produce one of the great results in recent history to do it. And Cork at the moment don't look like producing one of the great results in League of Ireland European history. Um and you know, they started okay, but they considered really bad goals. I mean, I mean, we can talk about style of play, right? And uh, I would agree with the points that we've made, and I think people are aware. But I mean, Cork trade off being sort of difficult to beat and 
even in the in like the goals they've given away, like they've conceded like five goals across two legs. You don't really think of this Cork team getting opened up. Like you think last year in Europe, even against Larnica, that they weren't that ambitious. Uh, but they lost one nil in both legs, and that was sort of it was a fair enough to, to, to get done as many times as they did. And it could have been the more. Three, the last three games, if you bring the leggy away game into it, the goals they've given away in Europe have been, as you say, yeah, just very, very for a team that okay doesn't play the best football, but you think okay, well they make up for that by being you know very disciplined and rigid yeah. or whatever you want to call it they didn't even they didn't even have that last week and they even got done on the break a couple of times when they did actually try and you know get forward i think one of the goals was a pure counter attack you know mm. so well uh, i'm going to put this here right since damien delaney has come in they've started defending a lot worse and i'm not saying it's it's necessarily the same thing but damien delaney to me is actually struggling yeah well i mean he was certainly poor for the pats goal and on Sunday as well. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. They had a probably... When you think the, the, the start of the season, they beat Dundalk at home and I remember at that game, the the big stat was, I think they're, they're back four were all under 23 because it was McCarthy, McLaughlin, Danny Kane played that game and probably Horgan, I'd say it was the other one. I think it was Colin Horgan. Uh, they've actually chopped and changed their defence a fair bit as well. I mean, look, Delaney played in the Premier League last year so he's not, he's not suddenly become like a, 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 a really poor player overnight but but I mean I think maybe when someone like that comes in you feel like you have to play it because of where he's been uh, but maybe they've upset some kind of balance there that they had um, that's the only really conclusion you can make they've had Bennett there as well you know Aaron Barry hasn't played when you think about it they've loads of defenders and they don't really have even Johnny Dunleavy could Dunleavy play they have about back. six centre backs like yeah they don't really back. have like you say well what's your cork back for I mean they did in fairness they did have also a good run before Rosenberg when they won in Waterford and they they actually had maybe an unchanged team for a while so they did seem to have something with Beatty, Delaney um, with Lockton and Griffin but They've been picked apart. And, and maybe now you go back to the drawing board with that as well. But then they play Pats on Sunday, obviously. Yeah, before we get the yeah. Pats game, what do you make of the whole, the four teams in Europe, obviously, Dundalk got through a round, but everything else was pretty disappointing this year. Yeah, um, obviously you want to see the League of Ireland teams doing well in Europe. and um, Would you want Rovers to win now? Because Gerard Bryan said he wouldn't. <laughs> um... Maybe because I have a few mates, one or two mates there, and like see them do well. But um, obviously they're the Royals, aren't they? So the fans and that you, you wouldn't really want them to do well. But um, what did you make? Darren's too young to be vindictive yeah. towards other people in the league. Give it, give it four or five years, he'll hate everybody. He's like, actually you know. coming across as a genuinely nice lad. Like, but yeah. um, what did you make of the results? Like it was, and it was just disappointing because the games we saw as well, Cork didn't really play well. Um. Like they're up against really good sides, so aren't they? Um, what's the the Dundalk team? They're playing against Larnaca, is it? Um, they're they're brilliant to watch, like you know. So, um, obviously, I'd like to see them do compete a bit better, but um, obviously, it's a really tough challenge, like to be honest. You're it's focusing more on the fact that the, it's more the opposition they're playing that are. Yeah, Ferenc yeah, Larnaca have so. been doing really well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. It's a box you want to tick, though. You you because Pat's had a good runner playing in Europe. Yeah. You you haven't had the chance yet. Um, well, I travelled with the squad when I was seventeen, eighteen, but I wasn't like really in the squads at that at that stage. So um, that was Dynamo Minsk, was it that year? Minsk, and I think we went to Latvia and yeah. a few other places. Um, so you were brought along. Yeah. I was brought along, yeah. But it was a good experience at the time. Like, but I think now I'd, I'd love to play in Europe, definitely. Suit your style of play? Probably, yeah. Mm. I'd say so, yeah. And you probably like there wouldn't maybe be as much emphasis on on kind of pressing necessarily or physicality yeah, maybe? I think it's more sitting off really in mm. Europe, isn't it? So that would probably suit me better as well. So what what happened in Cork? Um, it was a great, great performance by the lads. Uh, Is that a point gained or three or two loss? I think, to be honest, looking back, like before the game, you'd take it a draw definitely, but I think looking back, it's probably two points dropped, to be honest. Um, I think we dominated for probably about... 60 minutes and then obviously uh, after the goal they were pressing for a good bit and the goal was probably coming but I think we could have been outside to be honest maybe two or three goals up before um, you know we gave them a chance to press and their last uh, point there thanks to the boy Owen was in, in um, March 2014 their last point in Turners Cross so. yeah and I think the game earlier in the season down there I think you lads felt you could have got a result down there. So I think it was, was it this season I'm thinking of where, where you, you, you... I think you, it was 1-0. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a tight game as well. I think... There was, a game, there was a game last year where there was a... Was there a row over a, a, 
an alleged dive, I think, wasn't there? Oh, as well? the, um, the, the send off in the dugout as well, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Garvin yeah. got sent yeah. off. Garvin was sent off mm. in the tunnel or something, wasn't it? And uh, that was because BT of the dive, was in the middle of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, it was BT, was it? He was in the middle of it. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know. Um, before getting back to Dara, I, I don't think Cork are playing particularly well at the moment. This did not look a good performance. No, I mean, I, I, I mean, I, I did try and watch this game on a stream yeah. of some description. Uh, Legally. I, I don't know if it was, yeah. It's funny because like... Yeah. The, did did the, you pack this bag, sir? Did you pack the bag you had with you, you know? It's funny because like the missus came into the room and I was trying to load it up. And do you know where you load these streams and there's various like casinos? <laughs> then there's this like, there's this very suggestive picture of some woman in a casino. And I was like, no, listen, I'm trying to watch a game. I'm trying yeah. to watch a game. It's she all like, I'd actually prefer if it were porn than League of Ireland, you know. Like, yeah. but, I'm um, really trying to watch this match, and I was yeah. you know, close, 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 close. <laughs> you need the ad block down. Then you click the wrong close button, and it's like it makes it fucking add up. Yeah. Like, like, you're you're, you're yeah. screwed. We so, apologize um, for the second part on LOI this season. But, um, but, um, but then eventually, I and obviously I was I was in a different country at the time, so I was legally watching the game. I, I claim, but uh, but yeah, they really, really, really struggled. Like the Cork, like for the first half, I think is this it you know and in fairness the one thing I would say in their defence and um, Dundalk had it last year and Cork uh, Dundalk had it this year the European European hangover Mm. you only made one change like Dundalk were lucky probably that theirs came I know they changed the team but it was they had the the League Cup the EA Sports Cup game in Cove which was huge for Cove um, and but I mean some of the same players played and I just think it's hard to um I just think it's hard to 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 naturally lift yourself. So I give the, you give them a small bit of a pass, but I think then the manager has to answer why three days after the game he only made one change. And I think for those players, like I mean, that was a tough game on Thursday night. I think it was like driving rain, and they, they got a bit of a chase, and and you travel home, and you're probably there's an element of deflation. Freshen it up. Then you just have to you have to get yourself up for a game, and mm. they started really flat, and like Pats could have been out of sight without maybe having like a huge amount of like brilliant chance. But in terms of, you know, they went, Pats went ahead, they had a couple of corners afterwards, and then Cork, I mean, they came back and they finished the game reasonably well. I think I think a, they're toast, though. It, but, Six but it, points with a bad goal. The was. thing is, like, in another year, you'd say that was a good point. I mean, Cork have still won 12 out of 14 games at home and uh, drawn two games, the Pats game and the, the Rovers match. And, like, in a title winning year, if the league was more evenly spread, like, that would be a great record. But they just can't drop any points because the Dock have won 13 on the run. Like, you know, that's... Yeah, I think they're in real bother. I think, like, you, you, you put it simply for the Dock that they have to win six out of their last eight games. Um, and, you know, some, some of those games, you think, you know, Limerick away, it's a couple of home matches that they should be very, very much capable of winning. Um, and I think from their perspective, if they beat Rovers at home next... Shamrock Rovers at home next Tuesday... Uh, I mean, they can even afford to draw that game. They can afford like a slip up somewhere and they're still in a situation where, in fact, really, if they don't lose in Cork, I don't see any way that they that mm-hmm. they don't win the league. If they lose down there, then no matter what happens, they're going to, you know, it could be tight. But I mean, Cork still have to go play Shamrock Rovers away. Like Cork still need to go, and to go back to your point, uh, like Cork probably need to win every game that they've got left. They're not playing well They're enough, not playing well enough, probably you would think to... To do that on the evidence of, of Sunday. But maybe, you know, the cup game, you know, they're playing Manute was actually you'd know a lot of lads there, we might speak about that in a while, but um maybe the, a cup break is no harm for them that they only have one league game in the next couple of weeks, you know, because the, the cup is every second week for a while. Maybe Cork can get a run and finish strongly, but they may just have left it behind them now. I, I was on I was just on game on last night and Hugh Cahill brought this up about Cork. Um and I think we're gonna de- we're gonna have a bit of a League of Ireland discussion later and Obviously, Alan Cawley was on Soccer Republic and he was very down about the league at the moment. But just on Cork, is I think Caulfield's under pressure now because I think it looks like they've plateaued a little bit in the sense that Europe has been a bit of a disaster for them this season. And they're, in terms of their position read on Dock, they've, they've fallen six points behind. Um, and also, just the style of football, I just get the impression from the fans down there that they're getting a little bit kind of frustrated. And I suppose to bring in you, Dar, the pitch was probably in good nick on Sunday. Yeah. What was the game itself like? Were they more direct or were they kind of... Cork were very yeah, direct. Yeah. 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 Why? I, I, do, you, do you find that strange or is it just like you worry about Pats? Uh, I mainly focus on Pats, obviously, mm. but uh, I think Cork have the players definitely to play out. Definitely. You know, Sadler is probably the most, the best technical player in the league. You reckon, know. yeah? I think so. Beyond your well, cell Mac, phones. Well, as well. Yeah, but, uh, McElhenney. 
Um, so I think they, they definitely have the players to play out from the back and they probably should, you know. Do you think he's under pressure? Um, well, I don't know if he's under pressure in the sense that I mean, he still took over that club when they were mid-table. Done and, a great job. And, and like history will judge him kindly no matter what you say. Um, but if you're playing a particular style of football that's not that attractive, once you win, no one really cares but once not nobody but, but well, wait, wait, okay yeah. okay nobody's fair enough point but like um i i'd say at you know when they were coming back from the aviva last year after winning the double i can't imagine there was too many cork fans really engaging in like philosophical debates about but are we good to watch you know uh, but once you start once once results go off kilter then you're under real pressure it's, it's a bit like, you know, you look at Ireland or whatever, that if you're qualifying for tournaments playing a certain way, you'll always keep a certain amount of people happy. But when you miss out on one, there's a brutal uh, post-mortem because like, bloody hell, like this is really hard to watch. And that's sort of where they're at, where it seemed like they got a bit of, I don't know, they got a bit of heat on Sunday at the full-time whistle. I don't think people were mm-hmm. hugely happy. And probably the first time, I don't know, as much as it's been, see, because naturally, right, the, the Cork fans are like a very proud bunch too, so when you, when people from outside criticise their style of play, they don't like it, but when things are going bad, like internally, they're now starting to realise, well, actually, this isn't great. So, is he under pressure? To answer your question, the one thing is, like, I don't think, if they miss out on the Champions League and the Champions League money, and there is soundings that, I don't think they, like, they have, like, a huge influx of cash there ready to prop them up and go again, that if they lose out in the Champions League money and they go down to say that Europa League guarantee then they might have to their budget might necessarily be as as big next year as it was this year and they did have a big enough squad this year as well so so that naturally will put pressure on I think it's more next year that there's pressure on him if you get me that I think if he's if another they, year in his contract yeah I think, I think it's more next year and then the club gets into a debate and like what we forget is like this is an exceptional time in the sense that we've had two clubs at the top of the league for five years and we've had the same managers there the whole time. Now, actually, in fairness, like Dara's here from Pats, we've had the same manager as well. But that continuity is a bit unusual in the context of like football generally. And the only thing is, like there were sounds even that Kenny at the end of 2016 was wondering, can I take it any further? Like, does Caulfield get to the point where it's like, I've done five seasons do you do you have the hunger? I'm sure he has the hunger and the passion. You can see him on the sideline, but there's a certain amount of energy required to to rebuild another team because it's possible that they might need to, if they didn't recruit well last year, they might need to change their squad a big bit next, you know, over the over the winter. And that's a, you know, I'm sure the fans will give him a pass because of his status. Do you but have to evolve? If, if, but, but like this, if you're if you, if, if if let's just say they don't win the league. And we could all look stupid if they don't. If they start next season, because I think the Dundalk are going to push on over the winter regardless in terms of, I don't think their budget's going to be changing regardless whether they win the title or not. As in, they've, they're going to have the funds there to, to kick on. Um, so if Cork are like seven points behind seven games into next season, I think that's when you have the pressure. I think, you know, there's a, like Cork are a very good chance Cork could be in the FBI Cup final again this year. You know, they could win a third cup in a row. So... You know, that's not exactly like a I crisis think the, territory. I, I think the big challenge for him, though, now is that he has to evolve as a manager, basically, and has to regenerate the team because I think... But can someone evolve as a manager when they Alex Ferguson certainly did. Like, I think I think he did. And you have to realise that players probably, you know, even just the, 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 the mentality of players change with generations. Like, and I think anything I've read about Ferguson would say he did kind of change his ways but I'm not sure if Caulfield he just seems a bit of a kind of a dyed in the wool way with his methods a lot of passion and all that um, but like you're saying Dara I'm, I'm just disappointed that I think there might be slightly being found out now because of the one dimensional nature of the way they play in my view maybe yeah but to be fair they're they always seem to grind out results, Cork, and uh, they didn't on Sunday though. They, 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 you <laughs> know, they dropped. Two they, but, they, but they've won. No, but I think yeah. that's a point for a team that maybe hasn't had a great season. They've got a lot of points. Yeah. They you have. Know, they always seem yeah. to pick up points. Yeah. What's Liam Buckley like as a manager? Then he's um, he, as as Dan said there. He's probably I guess the longest serving manager in the league by a stretch. Actually, is he? He, he would be. He'd be a longer serving manager than than Kenny, of course, because they mm. went Pats and Dundalk went for the title in twenty thirteen, which was like Kenny's first season, and Buckley was already in situ at that yeah. point. Yeah. What's Liam like then? Yeah, like I said, um, it's Pat's like it's the the main attraction for me is Liam's style of play, playing out from the back, and he lo- he loves that you know straight straight through from the the well for me when it was the nineteens, uh, it's fifteens now. He even the fifteens he has playing the same way as as he wants the fourteens to play you know, 
So um, that'd be the main thing for me, and uh, I think it's great. Yeah. Uh, well, 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 you've played against Cork and Dundalk. Like, what are the different challenges against you know against playing against both sides? I think Dundalk are like we went up to the Oriel this year, and it's probably the hardest game I've ever played in because. We were just chasing the ball, and we I think we got bullied to be honest uh, when we didn't have when we had the ball and uh, bullied physically or just yeah, yeah and experience as well I think and um, they just kept the second half I think they scored five goals in the second half it was nil all at half time and then they scored five in the second half and uh, it was just hard very hard game to play in and then Cork on the other hand like I think we we keep the ball well against Cork. Obviously, uh, they're effective in the way they play direct, but um, I'd much prefer to play against Cork than Dundalk, definitely. When you have a, a game like that against Dundalk where you lose, you know, you concede five goals in the second half, does that make you think, God, am I good enough? Is this the level I need to get there? Is it sort of a, yeah. a, a reflection of where you're at? Yeah, because you know? I think we were on a, a good run at that time and then we go to Ireland and we get smashed and... Uh, just brings you straight back down you know you realize they're the benchmark and you really have to get up up to that standard if you want to go far you know yeah i suppose the last time you played the dock in in richmond yeah we played you well them there. Ahead of a, yeah. i think a in, game. in richmond we we do tend to give them a good game it's just Orioles are very it's a hard place to go up to yeah it is yeah, but you mentioned the bully. I think for all that Dundalk play good football, and that's acknowledged, but you mentioned the bullying part, the experience. They can look after themselves as well. Yeah, it's not as yeah. if they're they're light, you know. No. They're, they're, they're experienced. Even when you look at Europe, when they're playing in Europe, they're physically in, in as good shape as the oppositions, you know, and they're just as fit as them as well. So um, that's definitely a benchmark as well that you have to get to physically as well, you know. Um. Limerick won Sligo three, Dan, and that, that Raph was Raf Gattaro with his ah, stunning strike. He's now he's now the all-time record appearance holder after the game against the Dock on Monday. And so this, this was a kind of a big game because there are now eight points between these two, so it looks like a particularly boring end of the season at the bottom. In that Limerick yeah. are going to finish ahead of Bray, and Limerick will go to the playoffs. Yeah. Limerick have a long run into a playoff match now, which must be weird. I mean, I know that I keep trying, but. I mean, they, they have to wait in the long grass for a long time because obviously that first division playoff series, it's a, it's a challenge. Come towards the end of the season, do you start minding players? If you don't have a big squad, like what do you do? But that's that seems to be the way we're going. Unless Bray somehow get a run to, run together, but their squad's it, looking a bit like It's actually going to be it's it's going to be mad because probably the first division team will be like banging form, coming through games like, and they're going to, as you say, play a team that's kind of just been waiting. Yeah, Derry won Waterford two. I mean, my. Speak about it a bit when we come to the preview. I thought, um, I thought the goal. Uh, actually, I, I wasn't even aware the Watford player was Hutchinson. Scored. Was it Hutchinson? I thought goal? that was a smashing goal. The one-two yeah. with Noel Hunt. Yeah, Hunt so started really, to play really quite really well, and their their squad has changed. So maybe they've come over their rough patch, and they're they're what they're four points ahead of Shamrock Rovers now. So well, we're gonna have to get to that uh, situation. Bray won Dundalk three. I was at this game, and it was a bit funny because. Um, Chris Shields' first half performance, I, I honestly think he would have got 100 out of 100. He did everything right. Like, his, his passing, he kept finding Gannon with these perfect passes to the right. And it was like, even the lads around me were just like, geez, Chris Shields. He's having an amazing season. And then the start of the second half, he makes an absolute howler of a back pass. Like, howler. Oh. And puts Jay Kelly in. And um, Bray had a... Kylie Minogue's namesake. Um, all I could think of was Kylie Minogue. It was Eric, like Eric, Eric Minogue. Minogue. Can't, like, you can't get him out of your head. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was actually a very catchy tune. I was in college at the time. Jeez, back in Owen's looking horrified <laughs> here. It, was just, it, was, yeah. it wasn't even rehearsed. Yeah, it, was, it was very well done. But um, I have to say, in fairness to Bray, they, they kept at it like they were 2 0 down. Got the, they were gifted a goal, but they, they kept rallying. Um, Cronin probably happy enough on the sideline that their, their attitude isn't isn't to be um, questioned at the moment anyway and they kept going but obviously Dundalk uh, pulled away it was, yeah, it was a very lopsided game um, and yeah we, uh, we we should also talk about well Shamrock Rovers bows. bows yeah I mean we can just sort of if you don't have time to go into this in length just let's just go back to previous episodes where you spoke about Shamrock Rovers playing bows, and we'll just have the same discussion that uh, bows just played better I don't know about wanted it a bit more, but they were certainly more comfortable with the Derby pressure. Keith Ward was great, um, and Rovers looked very poor. I mean, for they just looked they 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 just looked average. 
you know, and one point out of twelve, um, any goodwill sort of built up by the recent run is probably gone from the back to back defeats. The fans were letting them know at the final whistle what they thought. Um, I think I said last week that Owen Stokes wouldn't play in this game, and then, well, I think I said he wouldn't start to be fair. But then he came on, and he seems to have suddenly got himself back and what favor. a peach of a finish great finish yeah like, but I think if you look at it though I mean and I don't think like I don't think I think Ethan Boyle was flagged he was slow getting back but even uh, I think when Bowes won the ball in midfield but actually Joey O'Brien had a tackle that Dylan Watts and Stokes were both like in the centre circle at the time and uh, you know, Stokes obviously. Ground behind yeah, him. now, but like you, you can't. Like Watts is a lovely player. You can't suddenly. You don't want to convert him into someone that's tracking back. You know, making tackles. That's that's a very Irish thing. Now he should be doing that, but he was given a role in that game of responsibility, uh, defensively, and probably not hugely suited to it at this stage. I think if you saw uh, yeah. Harry Kane's goal at the weekend, um, the angle of the shot, I think it was like Stokes. His goal actually needed an angle behind it because I think it was it looked like a really tight angle and he just nonchalantly and he's just a player. I thought he was gone from Bowes and now yeah. he's just scoring every game pretty he's much. Stuck it away. Um, and yeah, before we wrap, uh, yes, yeah, Sligo nil Dundalk two, two. then on uh, Monday. Yeah, well, the, the thing about team. that is that Patrick Hubin has now got twenty four goals in the league this season. The Premier twenty seven starts the, and the, his previous best was twenty and twenty four. Well, more to the point, the Premier Division record since the, we've had the two divisions split uh, is twenty five. Um, so that's since 1985 the last player to hit 30 in a season was uh, a Scottish fella playing for Waterford in 1954-55 season so like Huben is on, on on course now for a record now, that was a 22 game season by the way in 54 Is that not mad that there was a Scottish lad playing for Waterford in the 50s? Ah no should we have Dixie Dean playing yeah. for Sligo like we had all sorts of characters I think actually the pre- the other guy to break 30 in a season was an English guy f- for Cork in like 35-36 or something just pull out this trivia Owen oh, doesn't even have it on his list um, and that was like 37 goals and 22 but you know way every game back in black and white here finished mm. around 10-6 but in, in recent times and I know that it's a 36 game season this year as opposed to 33 so the, the best Premier Division records is Towell with 25 and Glen Crow 25 and they were both in 33 game seasons now the one thing is Shotty Maguire last year if he'd stayed he would have he would have smashed all of these records Towell's but, record is mad considering his position he wasn't amazing yeah right. and he, he took a lot of penalties but even still um you know, Huben's on course. If he stays fit, they've got eight games left. At his current rate of scoring goals, you'd think he's got a good chance in getting six more to get to 30, which would be incredible. And there's no real hype around him relative to what there was around Maguire last year because he's come back from like a second spell in England and he's a bit older, he's 27. So people aren't saying he should be in the Ireland squad, he should be doing this, he should be doing that. But actually, his goal ratio is, uh, is incredible. It helps he's in the best team, but... Still, he's eleven goals clear of everyone else in the in the scoring charts, which is uh, which is pretty nuts. On Patrick Hoban, actually, uh, this is a good time to bring in Ollie Horgan because uh, your fellow county man is one of a myriad of problems that you have to face Friday night in the cup, Ollie. Um, but of course, you'll have planned for this, and you'll be telling us now that you maybe can stop Hoban and you can bring it back to Finn Park. Thanks, that's a great start. Um, <laughs> Uh, look, Mira, to be fair, uh, like the little bit of footage that we saw in Dundalk, uh, and indeed to be fair to Paul Higley, he went to have a look at them on Monday night then when we were training, and you know, if, if you manage to stop Pat Huben, you might have another 10, or if you like the three subs, 13 more problems to deal with, but uh, you know, it's a cliff, we've nothing to lose up there, to put it that way to you, but we we could have had easier ways of, of, of maybe going out of the cup than a way to Dundalk and the Park, to put it that way to you, you know? 24 goals in 27 starts, um, you know, he's he's from similar neck of the woods to you, I think, isn't he? Yeah, he's not great. Um, yeah. I, 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 I wouldn't be too well. I'd be gone by Garvey City Lake. But um, no, he looks from the footage I've seen. I haven't seen Dundalk play, although Paul did live uh, since Pat came back. But he, he looks uh, he looks a completely he looks a different player than when he was at Moorview with Johnny Glynn way back when 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 I would have seen him first. But he looks physically to be to have added to his game as well as the quality. So. Look, that's only one player we've got to face. You know, unfortunately, there's another 10 of, of similar quality. But, um, look, we, we won't be losing too much sleep over on the basis that we're not going to win any cup and there's no point in, in dreaming or, 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 or trying to give our support as far as hope. But, as I said to you, you know, we, we have easier ways of going out of the cup than the way to Dundalk, being blunt, you know? Yeah, but just, just 
Okay, so the 24 games gone in, in the division, obviously, you have three games left and you, you have a chance of catching UCD. How much, how much does this game matter on Friday with the, in the context of what's to come in the league? Uh, very little bar we don't have. You know, we, I don't think anybody wants a hammering to, to, to maybe whatever little bit of confidence we built up that, that, that should you take a hammering in, 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 in Dundalk. And we've taken hammerings at home against Dundalk about a 7 little two years ago. Darren Horgan, uh, screamer. He did. He did more than that. I think. I think Paddy Barrett came on at centre forward and scored in the last minute. Had to, had to have problems, but um, enough, yeah. yeah, as if they weren't bad enough. But like to, to explain it, maybe you know there was fifteen possibilities of who you would get uh, in the draw. Uh, double that if you look at the home or away one. That makes thirty. It's probably the the, the number thirty of choices that you'd have got. Mm. But at the same time. We're quite realistic. We're not going in, in any cup, you know. And there's no point in <laughs> people will complain. I'm too negative about it. You know, there's reality there, and uh, I, I just think that there might have been easier ways of going out of the cup than up there. And obviously, the fear is that if we don't play well, we could take a heavy beating up there. Which, yeah, it could affect confidence for a massive, massive game against Galway in, on, on Friday weekend. That's probably where most of our thoughts are at the moment, to be honest with you. Uh, Ali, you, you are one of the form sides in, in the first division. I mean, what, what, what brought about the turnaround? Because you, I mean, you were maybe a small bit off the pace earlier on, but you're, you're flying at the moment. Like, what, what changed? Well, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say then we're flying by any means. Uh, I wouldn't say that we were all that bad, uh, you know, against that as well at the start of the year. There's a little bit of luck that has gone away in recent weeks, to be fair. We've, we've won games very, very narrowly and with a lot of luck. And there's a number of teams that would maybe wondering how they lost to us in the last couple of weeks. Whereas at the start of the year, maybe that little rubber the green didn't fall away and we felt the felt the other side of, of narrow wins or defeats. But you know, we we we've we've worked here more than anything. It's not that anything dramatically has changed or that uh we've done things a whole lot differently. No, we haven't. But the little bit of rubber the green has gone away and look long may that continue because you've no hope of progressing if you don't have it. You still have to play UCD in your remaining three games. Is is winning the title still something that's on no. your on your focus? No, 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 no it, it, it never was. The, the, the one chance we had of beating UCD the day of the break in in, in the middle of June there in Bella Buffet, and they ran out worthy winners in the second half. They they they, they ran us off the pitch. But that is three one. Event it could have been more and. That was whatever realistic hopes that we had of of catching UCD were were done and dusted that day, and and, and nothing has changed in that manner. Uh, we're looking if, if 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 we can get in the top four is what we're looking at, and there's no point in 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 giving false hope to supporters. No, don't, you know, no more than the cup game in Dundalk on Friday night. You know, we're looking at trying to get into the playoffs and see where that takes us. But no, realistically, Dundalk or or, or should I say UCD in the league would be beyond uh, us to try and catch and in fairness to them um, I just I watched them lately Ollie, and they are a smashing side you'd have to say yeah, yeah absolutely they, you know when, I, I, I might be wrong I, 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 like we don't really follow any of the teams in the league until the week before you play them but any time they have dropped points I, I might be wrong in saying that I don't think they've dropped points two weeks in a row and that's obviously testing me to, to what Collie O'Neill is all up there and you know, they've bounced back from the few defeats that they've had. They've bounced back very, very quickly. And I, I, I think, should they win it, they'll, they'll be worthy winners, to put it that way to you. Where are things with your, um, hopefully, eventual move to the new pitch? Um, yeah, it got, a, it got a, you know, the initial step uh, about about two months ago, it got, uh, if you like, a green light for, for if you like, an initial stage of, of seeing where things are at. And there was uh, an amount of money allowed to try and get, you know, the the architects and get the the the, the different people to see where it can move from there, which is positive. But as regards getting the go ahead to actually go and build it, is another step. But hopefully that'll that'll come too. But the the committee there has done mighty work as regards the new stadium, getting it back on on, on track. Uh, although it still has a little bit of red tape to go through, but please God, it will because we need it. And there's no point in saying anything differently. You know, it, it would give us 
at least a life. It would give us, you know, uh, if you like, uh, a pitch and a stadium that, that people can go and, and, and enjoy, you know, be it families, etc., that would be in a par with other League of Ireland clubs. But... Uh, Look, it's 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 still, if you like, uh, at its earlier stage. But please, God, it'll 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 kick on. And before you go, do you remember anything of uh, I suppose what you might call a laddie in a pat's uh, Dara Markey here beside us, trying to make a Dara. career for himself? Yeah, <laughs> I do. Yeah, yeah, I, I do. I do. I, I, I worked with Dara at, 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 at the, the schools international level a number of years ago, and he's he's kicked on and doesn't surprise any of us, you know. And, and, and you can say to Dara if he wants to go up to Bella Buffet any time, he's more than welcome to put it out. For a pint, is it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can do that as well. <laughs> Top man, Ali. Okay, let's take care. Cheers, guys. Bye, bye, bye. I actually uh, didn't know you worked with Ollie. There we are. How was that like? Uh, yeah, it was good, yeah, because we won the Centenary Shield and uh, I think it was uh, the first year in a while that they done it and Ollie was great, yeah. Great. How long ago was that now then? Um, I think I was 17 as well at that time, so four years ago probably. I, I, I actually, I, I play a bit of Astro with the lad who he who would have gone to school and Ollie was a teacher. He just cannot say anything but good things about him. Yeah, about so, Ollie, yeah. that is, yeah. Yeah, great fella, yeah. And a uh, uh, great manager as well. And even well, by well, his... Would he tell you before the game, just, we can't win this game. <laughs> and even by his standards, that was, that was, that was un- a, unrelentingly that, bleak. That was particularly... Like, negative. we have no hope of catching UCD. We'd prefer another way of getting knocked out of the cup <laughs> than against Dundalk. And uh, we're hoping to finish in the top four. We don't want there. to give... The, there's six points ahead with three games to go. Yeah. And we don't want to give the fans false hope. False I hope. think at this stage, the fans <laughs> do not listen to Ali Horgan interviews for unreasonable hope. I think they've done... I think... The, the, with the start they have, they've had a brilliant season. And I, uh, well, just, I was just, just talked to you beforehand. I didn't realise that UCD were as catchable as they are for Harps. Like it's not, it's not, it's unlikely, but it could happen. Very unlikely. But if Harps beat them, naturally, UCD you know, have to go to draw. Yeah, it's a two-point gap if Harps beat them, which I think is the second last game. One thing that struck me about Harps, just looking at it, that they've scored, they haven't scored that many goals at all. They've scored thirty-six goals, which is ten fewer than all the other teams in the playoff race. Like Shells of forty-six, Draw of forty-six, Longford forty-seven. They've won a lot of games, like one nil and stuff. Yeah, the last sort of they've done But the flip side is they've conceded twenty. Now Shells have a better defense. Actually, Shells like goal difference is, is really strong, like plus twenty-eight. But mm. um, so yeah, they've obviously they've started to sort of grind some wins out we were hoping of course this week to Shelburne uh, playmaker Patrick Cavanagh I mean just I, I, I don't know he's gone I he's don't gone. know um, I, I heard no he, he, he uh, I think you were talking to a former teammate that he I was. Used, to, used to bring the jellies in yeah. to, uh, to, to bowls of a Thursday Shane Supple he said the first thing I want to ask I said Anton to ask him and he goes where's the best point to play in, in Dublin um, I don't know what that was in reference to, but the boy Supes actually then recommended a place which I'm not going to name but like, no, you can't do that I can't but it was but an outrageously it was said, the, uh, it's uh, one of the worst points I've ever okay, had in Dublin you can't, do that, but, you can't do that but he but did go on to say I really I really like the Thursdays because Paddy Kavanagh used to bring in um, jelly babies to everyone and I really miss that maybe, maybe he's got like he's got Today's involved, Wednesday, he's got in an awkward situation in a pick and mix somewhere like he's <laughs> Harry Bowes he's got into a pick and mix yeah. and then there's been a hold up in the store and he's, he's stuck there there's yeah. a lot to be said for the Harry Bowes when they go on the one euro offer in the centre I, I actually don't like them at all but do you not no. Dara you'd be a fan I'd say the Harry Bowes why would he be a fan yeah, just because he's younger like, everyone's <laughs> a fan of Harry Bowes Dara oh, hello yeah. Harry Bowes yeah. oh, what a man um, but uh, anyway from, so from Lucan from Lucan so, but in fairness to Harps, like they've, they, you know, they're going to be in a strong position, look, looking like it in the playoffs, regardless. Um, well, that that's at worst. If you're talking about, well, see, if they come second, they don't have to play three ties; they only have to play two. Mm. But you know, in the old two-legged scenario, massive I mean, they, they got up ahead of Limerick, didn't they? Two years ago, when Limerick were flying, they do probably have the the manager for that sort of. You know, that cup tie scenario. Although, of course, he's told us they're going to get hammered this week. But yeah. obviously, although I wonder actually will Hoop and play. Georgie Kelly could play. The, the one thing you would his, say. Uh, hometown that, club is well, where You could play Kelly because I think they probably want to give him some games. And they are playing Shamrock Rovers on Tuesday. And they didn't start uh, Hooban and, and Shields in the last round of the cup. And I just wonder, with the league being king, I'm not sure if Kenny will play. That's a fair call. Kenny yeah. will play. It could be Georgie Kelly on, on Friday up front. Shall we get to the uh, the games? We can, yeah. We'll, we'll talk Derry Pat. I mean, I'm not going to be going to ask Dara for a prediction. I mean, it's a bit unfair. But what do you make of the tie? It's a, it is the tie of the round. It's, it's a, the games have been pretty entertaining, but also for both teams, like the cup is huge for the remainder of the season. So do you expect a different type of game when you have that pressure sort of factored into it? Um, 
No, to be honest, I think both teams try to play football, so I think it'll be an open game. Um, obviously, both teams, for us, anyways, we top four is still out of our grasp, so Cup is our priority, and um, I think it'll be an open game, to be honest, and, uh, you know, we've gone up to Brandywell, I think we've been the better team twice so far this year, so I think if we get a bit of luck, um, we have a great chance, you know. Top four out of your grasp is... Well, maybe slightly, well, slightly well, um, defeatist. Well, You're no, six well, points off Rovers. Seven games to go. I yeah. mean, they have a chance. Well, now we'll and I would put it to you end. that you should be doing a bit better than you are. Maybe yeah. a little bit better. You should be probably a bit closer to four yes. with the players you have. When you, when Not you, enough goals. Well, when we look back to, I think we we went eight defeats in a row. When we look back at that, and you know, I think. Six, point. if you, six if you, points, you know. If you could have win in a draw and exactly, lost the other six. Yeah, you, know, like yeah. It's just it's very annoying to look back at that. What's the boy Marky's season been like, though? Uh, it's progression? Been, progression, yeah. And it's been enjoyable. You know, it, uh, I think it's been my first year proper establishing myself in the team. So, um, yeah, What about that probably. goal against Derry early in the season as well? <laughs> yeah, it's my first goal. It's the world goal, so... Um, Think it was worth the wait. You're not scoring enough goals. <laughs> no, but you're you're Lucan. So is there Pats fans around your area, or yeah, is there yeah. that, you know, yeah, Lucan, Harberstown and stuff? There will be Pats yeah, fans. Yeah, there's a good few Pats fans around. Yeah. The boy Marky needs to kick on now. The next season. Did, the boy, did you go when you were younger to Pats at all? Or yeah, I did. Um, my dad brought me to a few games as a young player. Um, kind of wore off as I got older, but you know, I, I definitely went to a few, and I went to. Remember one game in particular. I think it was the FA Cup final against Longford, maybe. Yeah, they lost. Uh, no, did, did they lose that cup final? I, I, yeah. can't, I can't even remember. I can just remember being there. To being be there, yeah. yeah. I think that was the cup final. I think Shane Barrett got the goal for Longford late. I think that oh, was the cup yeah, final yeah, I do remember that. Was you, Keith Fatty sent off in that game? Or am I, am I, oh. Can't quite remember. Oh, I could be wrong on that. You have, Rovers at, you have Rovers at home as well on the 12th of October. Yeah. So, a few big games. Yeah, we'll definitely keep going in the league. You know, we'll keep going till the end and... Uh, Hopefully, you know, Rovers or someone else slips up. Yeah, I. I <laughs> well, the thing is, at the moment, so I, top four is a big thing, but actually, like fourth place may not get you to Europe if another team wins the cup. Yeah, so really, still, like, you, at least you're, you're, like, so like winning the cup is the equivalent of finishing fourth in terms of the reward. So that's that's I, the thing, you know. I'll say one thing as well: Akeel Campion, right? He obviously has come into the team, but um, and. I, a few lads would kind of slag him that he looks like he, he you know, he, he doesn't really look like a footballer. I actually think he's quite a good player holding up the ball. Seemed to play well on on Sunday. Yeah, well, that was my. I think that's my first time to see him. To be honest, and mm. he held it up really well. And I think he look. He look. He's a. He's in great shape. To be mm. honest, so he, he does look like a footballer. He's big into his stocks and shares. He, the finance. That's it. You, yeah. you get a bit of a partnership. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he could be. He could be exactly what you need for your career, not your football career, <laughs> your finance career. Who, oh, who's been the biggest? It could be like the, it could be like the Wolf of Wall Street on the bus to an away game. <laughs> the boy Mark, he has the he has the haircut for it. <laughs> but out of nowhere, there's like you see the Pats team bus. The, the lads aren't sitting around doing cards with all the, these brothers on the phone. Like. <laughs> Hang on, <laughs> Wolf of Wall Street. It's all that all that goes with it. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, it's, I, not, it's not a it's not a League of Ireland European trip in the nineties. But anyway, let's oh, we tell our stories. <laughs> Take my wedding ring. Um, I remember a young lad, a former League of Ireland player, telling me of a trip he went where all the players said like you're a nipper just take all our wedding rings give them back to us in the morning <laughs> true so, true story and he did um, but it is the tie of the round CIE Ranchkins UCD my outright tip Dan um, you, you, you've changed now to outright tip UCD as in at the start I, but yeah no it's a good shot there, there, there was no betting on the FEI Cup I did the race most preview on the Thursday there was no betting outright in the FEI Cup uh, with any bookmaker it's unbelievable. Mm. Um, but I was thinking UCD would be about 33 to 1. Um, but they got a good draw in CIA Ranch, which is in Green Oak. I don't know where that is. Dara? No. Dara no? doesn't know. Yeah. Green Oak. It's, uh, yeah. On Friday, Cork I wanna, City. I want to look it up there. I want to look Cor- where, where Green Oak is. Um, Cork City against. Uh, they're, they're now 28 to 1 UCD. So you're still you getting. Find us Green Oak. And start, yeah. No one cares about the bet. 28 to 1 UCD. Uh, yeah. So Cork City against Minute University Town. Now, Dara, you now, have a bit of an in here. You know a lot of these lads, right? Because th- for people, because there's been Minute influence in recent years with Jamie McGrath and Sean Hoare, yourself, one or two others, Connor Kane, you mentioned. Yeah. So you would have played with these lads at college's level, right? So these Minute yeah. players. So the Minute University team would consist of um, like League War, mainly League Warren players, and then there'd be, uh, I'd say, a good few as well play for the Minute University team because. If you don't play League of Ireland and you're on a scholarship, 
uh, you have to play for the the university town team to you know retain the scholarship. Okay. And uh, it's a good team, you know. It's a lot of good players there, so um, hopefully they do well and you know uh, do themselves proud against Cork. They won the intermediate cup this year yeah. and. Uh, they, they they beat Leeds in the previous round, so I mean they looked. We had Jerry Rowan here speaking, and they're very well regarded. I think they're probably one of the strongest teams at that level. So it's a tough tie. I mean, you can't yeah. really predict that they're going to go down and shock Cork, but I suppose like the are they would they all be young lads then? The team yeah, primarily. It so it's a sort of a shop yeah. window chance for these lads yeah, as exactly, well if they yeah. get yeah. into the league Great or whatever. Chance from, yeah. Mm. Yeah. I love this tie, Dan. Uh, draw it against Watford. You I love just, it. I just think it's a fascinating one because, like, they 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 go on B Rovers and then they get Watford. Like, yeah. that's shocking hard. Like, well, I suppose like we had the, the 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 Clancy in here recently, and just, uh, just to be, I mean, on a very just be completely logical about it that if you go with the league table and you you assume the league table never lies, if anyone's going to break that on Dark Cork stranglehold in the cup, you think it's going to be Watford because Rovers are now out. So, are you kind of hoping Watford win this to keep the? Keep that dreaded final yeah, uh, not po- happening. Possibly. I mean, I, I I say dreaded final. I still think that the Dark Horse final could be could end up still being good fun. But I I I I I just think maybe in terms of selling the game, it would be nice to have like someone who hasn't been on the premises for a while getting into getting into the game. I just think that'd be a nice. And Waterford have a story there with, with individual characters who've, who've been around the block in various places. So. Um, I guess they've got a better chance of going all the way than draw though. So maybe you will be leaning, you will be leaning that way. But uh, of course, these games are settled on the on the night as well. So it's not as if you have the old tough plan. You have this probably going to Derry as well. It's not as if uh, it's a tough place to go and in some way I uh, draws grand, take them back to our place. Like it has to be done. It has to be settled, which is good as well. Way, like. Well, it means that the away side there's nothing really for the away side to gain from being defensive, defensive, and, and trying to get your replay. They. It's, it's all out there in the night. Which is exactly so. the type of attitude Finn Harps are obviously going to bring to Dundalk. <laughs> yeah, I, I fancy Waterford would enjoy it. I think Dundalk, I think Dundalk, regardless of what... You, I think, that, like I say, Kenny will still... He doesn't rotate too much, mm. but I, he might just mind one or two. The form Harps went up to Bray and won, albeit after extra time. I mean, Ollie was very positive about it. Could they, could they get... If the Dundalk aren't at it, I mean, the Dundalk still haven't been playing amazingly well in recent I didn't. Weeks. I wasn't that impressed with him in Bray, actually. The first 30 minutes against Cove, by all accounts, they were poor enough. Um, and in Sligo, they were given a good game. But they, apparently, you know, the second half, they did a professional job and, and won it. You'd expect the Dundalk to win. I mean, they can bring in Murray. They can they can bring in McElhenney. You didn't start in Sligo. I know he started in Bray. He, he looks off the pace, actually. A lot of give the ball away a lot. But, but he hasn't played. Yeah. He hasn't played. And you look, the, the amazing thing about Huben is that he didn't play, he played two full games for Mansfield in the season he was there 2016-17 and he's come here and he's played pretty much every match so that says something you talk about Dara spoke earlier about like conditioning and physically and stuff like that that the physio team the medical team have done an amazing job with Huben and if they can do that with McElhenney who was at Oldham who by all accounts are a bit of a farce of a club and they, they you know yeah. they, they were certainly for the six months or so that he was there if they get him back fit uh, you know he, it's, it's an amazing signing but it might just take a bit of time so I wonder what he start McElhenney in this game with a view to bringing back in the Connolly McGrath whatever team started in Sligo for the Rovers because the bigger game is Rovers at home the, the need to, Stephen Kenny was talking on TV about getting into the Champions League uh, they want to win the cup I mean they've only won it once under Kenny only but I mean they're a cup record actually it's been a bit of a disappointing one for them they've had a lot of heartbreak in the cup but it's all about winning that game on Tuesday because if they win that game on Tuesday I think the league is they're, they're there so uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they rested one or two but they should still have enough to beat to beat Harps. Where do we go next? Who are, who are Shells playing? I mean, I hope, I hope Paddy Cavanagh turns up. They're, they're, I, think, I don't think he's going to turn up. They're, they're, way, they're way to Longford on Saturday evening. Yeah. Um, um, and, and Longford, there's a few games to go before that. Longford, but, uh, a big scalp, obviously, beating uh, Sligo in the other round. And uh, actually, watching the way Dylan McGlade played the other night as well, like this, this could be a cracking He was at Pats. Was it Dylan McGlade at Pats? Yeah. yeah. Talented very, player. Uh, yeah, very talented player. So hard Roasted to tackle. Roasted United. Yeah, it's so hard to tackle. Yeah. Very good one on one and all that. Player, yeah. The word roasted is used a different <laughs> football now, John. Uh, Bowes. So we're going to get the train down. I think. He lost four one at home to Longford mm. last Friday. It wasn't flattering. And what was meant to be. And Alan Murphy's comments afterwards were sort of Ollie Horgan esque in terms of their relative despondencies. Like honeymoon is over. Um, I the the thing about Galway United this season is the fight. The Saudis are. Saudis look to be gone. gone. Um, notwithstanding um, the fact that the regime is going to. Um, 
behead a woman over human rights, which is interesting. That's Gal- the Saudi regime rather than Saudi Galway. regime. Yeah. Galway United, the five teams above them, the five teams which are UCD, Harps, Longford, Drogheda, and Shells, they have won one game against them all season. Galway United. That's where we're at. There's the league. There's uh, the league. Which is incredible. Um, Bowser, I, Bowser on form. Bowser, I just watched the, the bit I watched of the game. Um, I think Lunny looks like he's finally starting to play. You played with him. I think he's a smashing prospect. He just looks Great. like a lad that kind of maybe just has just got out of bed, might want to go back to bed, but like has that wizard of a. He's just that lovely, lazy left foot kind of. I'm actually doing the impression of him here. Yeah, it doesn't chair. work as well for podcast listeners. Massive fan of Darren's the also Lonnie. laughing at this. Yeah. He's wondering, just, should he, should I, think, he agree? I think it's just composure. He's yeah. so composed on the ball because he's probably the fittest player I've ever played with. he's definitely not lazy you know so um, it's definitely just composure yeah. I think and the way Stokes is playing that. I think they're going to roast us Stokes on, on Friday is st- oh, stop st- anyway, Nolly Horgan yeah the, uh, Galway are in but they had the, the, the Buckley who does a lot of the graft and they have Lunny and they keep Ward who is picking up positions all the time against uh, against Rovers and then they have the pace of Daniel Kelly as well they've got Grant who can come in and they have Devaney on the other side who's a, sort of a clever player too so like they are a team that we've mentioned it a couple of times I think it's a good I think they'll beat Galway uh, Cup Dark Horse they've got a chance yeah mm. I think they've got a chance I mean they'd probably want to avoid Cork and Dundalk naturally in the in the quarterfinals but if they could get into the semi I just think for Bowes as a club they're a classic case Bowes have had to be a good old cup final wouldn't it? Um, go with that Yeah I think I don't know well it's unlikely I can't imagine the Cork and Dundalk but, but neither of them would make it there um, it probably would be good for football in Dublin um, I'm not sure if it'd be a huge crowd pleaser in terms of getting to the, the magic numbers that you want to get to because sometimes you need a regional club to get to it but in terms of stirring fans about clubs I mean Pats have had cup finals in recent memories uh, I'm not sure like does Pats get into a cup final is it going to bring loads of extra people out but you know you, you never know you never Here, know. here's an interesting one though Limerick against Cabinteely is definitely a potential uh, proverbial Shop. banana skin yeah, Cavantini are a bit hot and cold. They're a good draw against Rodda. They're a bit hot and cold, Cavantini, aren't they? They were two up in that game as mm. well. Um, I, I still think Limerick should go through. I mean, it's funny, Limerick, they can have a bit of a bash at the cup in some ways. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know enough probably about Cavantini to, to predict the shock there. I mean, you've probably seen more of them than Saw me. Saw them so. once this season. They're not a bad side, but I, I think... Um, their season's kind of just been gone for a while now, so I think the cup is going to matter a lot to them. They have yeah. nothing else to play for. Maybe if there's going to be a shot, then long for Chelsea, as you mentioned. Just so. actually on that, it's slightly tangential, but this talk of a potential third division, um, which to me seems absolutely insane, um, really. It just, like, it makes, I, apart from the logic of like trying to bridge the gap between 19s and. and yeah, I, I don't think it's been flagged as something that's definitely happening. It's just mm. one of the options that's been discussed along with a reserve league. Under 23 uh, league? Under 23 league or maybe an under 21 league with overage players. They have said they're going to address it because I think they've realised. And actually, I don't know, Dara, I'm trying to think of the, the Pats under 19 teams that you've been involved in. How many of them are in League of Ireland now? Have lads drifted off because they get to that age? Where if they're not necessarily ready to break through at first team, like where have they gone? There's, I remember as I said, the first team I played with was great, you know, and there were some great players there that didn't make to the first team, and they just stopped playing. Then you know, so that that was that's disappointing to see. But um, for me personally as well, when I there was a stage when I wasn't playing, you know, I wasn't getting in squads, and I was too old for the nineteens, and uh, you know. The reserve league would definitely be would have been beneficial for me back then. You do know? you start to think then about where you're going? Like, do you have if you're not playing and you're thinking? I know you've probably have a certain amount of confidence because you've been around the first team squad already. But still, yeah. do you think? God, I'm not playing games. What yeah. what, what um, is there for me here? Well, I was I was always confident that I'd get in eventually, and you know? also yeah. it's just um, kind of a progression thing where you just keep working hard and training. Um, obviously, there's a few of the lads went down stepped down to the first division as well so that that's that would always have been an option as well yeah so uh, I, the week to week though, though it'd be I, nice it'd be nice for lads to have a game at the end of it if you're not on the team but at least you know you have a match that you're training all week for something yeah, you know yeah. but how, like how how are they going to have potentially a reserve league as well as the 19s because then you're it's another team i'm like if you're yeah, hungry cost, enough if you're not if you're not good enough at that stage to get from the 19s to the seniors you look for a loan move or you look to go to the first division or you look to just go somewhere else but there's not enough options for lads like if, and again we 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 have a very dublin centric way of looking at this but if you're an under 19 player at at cork or at go Derry, to Cove. 
Okay, you go to Cove. That, that, that's one team. Okay, you're at Waterford. Yeah, go to Cove. Yeah, but like, but like, yeah, but you're, you're at eighteen. Or go 19, to Wexford. You're nineteen twenty. I don't. You but, have to. You have to. But they have to carry first team. It's as always well. going to be a small portion of nineteens coming through. That's going to. That's always. I know, going to but away, I, like. I think. But I think. Ultimately, like, do you want to make a definitive judgment on a player at 19? No. Or you, or do you want to, I think you want to keep him on your, look, realistically, clubs probably shouldn't be letting these lads go, and often they do. You see Cork. Put them lad, on loan. Like. Cork, well, Cork just let lads go to Cove, and then they, they come, a lot of the Cork are in their 19s, the likes to say Keen Coleman mm. and people like that, they just go to Cove, but Cove may not be able to take on the squad, and also these lads might have been training semi-full-time or, you know, around college commitments or whatever, but then they get into the stage where they're finishing in college, so they need... I can see why they drift away from the game completely. But if you had a focus, then you, you, you hit on the most valid thing there, which is basically funding. That like you're, The cost of running a team at 13, 15, 17, 19, and now an extra team is a lot, is, is a lot to take on. Uh, and I know that when the FBI got some extra money at the start of the year, they were putting it, in fairness, which I think was a good idea to put it towards like youth grants to help the teams at, at that level fund their clubs, you know, fund their teams. I mean, do you have a situation where it's optional, where I mean, Dundalk will be able to do it, Cork will be able to do it, you know, Rovers will be able to do it, but then do you have a situation where other clubs just decide? So you have a reserve league with maybe eight teams in it or something. I mean, it's going to dilute it, the it, Well, it just, it just it, it emphasizes the gap between the haves and the have nots again because mm. then Dundalk have a guy like. I don't know. I don't know. Say a Ronan Murray or someone who hasn't been playing, but then he's playing at this level. They're, they're going to be coming into the games sharp when they're needed. I don't, I think, think, you know, I don't think that's that matters. I just think it's the fact that at least it will give them a. But I, a game. I, like, I mean, it's, it's anyway. This whole third tier suggestion. I mean, the intermediate clubs and that they all, all the players and that they hate the idea of it. The, the debate here is: Do you want maybe? And this is this is the argument that do you want to. Uh, have a, a Premier Division and then have a regionalised First Division that you bring some more teams into it but it's very hard to sell it to those clubs like I think the biggest one of the biggest problems we face in the league is that there's, there's counties around the country that don't have a team in it so you don't even grow up with a team around absolutely. you absolutely but it costs a lot of money to go into it you know it, and like we've had the likes of Kildare and, and various teams that have tried it and they folded you know it, it, pro- it probably it probably doesn't cost as much as you think in some ways in the sense that Wexford and Cove can survive because they're basically not really paying their players. It still costs a fair bit. It does, but there should, I guess there should be grants there and there should be an incentive. Like some, it comes back to investment and everything comes back to... like. Well, I, I was there, before we wrap up, I was there in the, at the, the break game the other night and I was just thinking of lads from Mayo. Like, so you have, just say, Conor O'Malley who's gone, you have John Mountney, um, Connolly, Ronan Murray... Um, Alan Murphy will say who's retiring now. There's somebody else I'm missing as well. A very good player from Mayo, but just like all of the is David Cawley from Mayo. David Cawley. Yeah. Um. Anyway, you have all these players that like so. The the there's a almost like between Sligo and Galway now at underage. There's a bit of a rivalry in terms of getting the Mayo lads because Mayo football is very strong. Um. And I asked the lad who's actually Nathan Murphy from Newstalk, his dad, who's immersed in Mayo football, and he reckons Mayo in, Le- in League of Ireland just wouldn't work. Um, but there's so much talent there. It's like, but they've nobody to support, really. Yeah, but that's the problem. That you know, is the problem. You'd love to think that a Mayo team could come in and a Kerry team could come in. But, I mean, you know, it's 2018. This hasn't happened for a reason because people at various points have thought about this. I don't think we're the first people, you know, this idea has been floated before and, and mm. didn't happen for whatever reason. But um, anyway. Are you at a game the weekend, Dan? Uh, I'm not sure where I'm going yet, but I will be at a game, definitely. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm back down in uh, Terryland. My first game in a while, actually. And our last, our last meaningful game till, like, March, probably. Mm, unbelievable pretty, isn't it that's pretty great when that's Ollie Horgan-esque in terms of yeah yeah I can see yeah. where he gets the posit- a bit of Galway positivity there right, Dar- uh, Darryl will be out of the game obviously he'll be in Derry well, a quick fire question for the boy Marky who's the best player in the League of Ireland um, I think McLenny on his day is but I'd say right now it's probably Huben because of all the goals he scored very fair answer is that, and would, they, would they be up there in the best you've played against or is there anyone that's left the league um, as well that was you know, you, I'd say McElhenney's probably the best I've played against in the League of Ireland yeah um, Daryl Horgan as well um, and Richie Tell they're probably the three best players I'd say most underrated player in the league then <laughs> underrated um, maybe Jamie McGrath Jamie McGrath I think so yeah he's got a, he's got a chance like you know, he's, going how far? Uh, he, like he's 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 
he's got a good chance, I think. Like he's he's got I think he's got a year left in his deal anyway at Dundalk and he's just got physically stronger, you can see as well. His feet are unbelievable. When dance is physically strong. Do you do much gym work yourself or are you uh, kind of a bicep hats or is it left to your it's kind of we left to yourself? It's kind of left to ourselves, mm. yeah. It's something that I think I need to improve on though, definitely. So I think now I'm finished college I'll I'll uh, focus on that a bit more. The boy Duna is in my gym. I saw him there last week. Um, Him and us were working away as well. Yeah, working hard. Yeah, yeah. I I reported to Jerry O'Brien that he was in the gym. That's good to know. Yeah. Um, That was 28. (laughs) Patrick Kavanagh, still no signing. No signing. No, he's, he's, again, like... He might have have gone for a canal bank walk, eh? Eh? (laughs) I see. Anyone get that reference? Yeah. Um, Best of luck against Jerry. Uh, if I were if I were to go to a game neutrally, I'd love to see that. I think it'd be a yeah, cracking game. Yeah, good game. Must yeah. be looking forward to taking on McAniff as well. Yeah, he's a great player as well. It's always a good battle against the Derry midfield. So hopefully the same again now on Friday. And uh, thanks very much for listening. And uh, we shall talk to you for episode twenty nine of season two next week. Ooh,